Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome to this episode. So today is going to be a little bit different. You'll see why in a second. But first, I just want to say that I know I've been MIA on the podcast for a while. So I've had a few people messaging me, when are you back? When are more episodes coming out, please? So I'm back on. I'm back for you guys. The reason I've been MIA is actually because, oh, it's such a long story. So I'll just try to streamline it. But it was just like really frustrating because I started this podcast almost two years ago and I put so much into it and it was going really well. The growth was amazing. So many listeners, so many downloads. It was like almost 100K downloads, which is awesome. And then when I changed my website, from Squarespace to Kajabi, it was like this whole change. Actually, Kajabi ends up offering to host your podcast on their page. So it's like all in one. You got your email, you got your website, like everything's in Kajabi. So I was like, that's awesome. Put it all under one, like I'm already paying for it. So I moved from my previous podcast host to Kajabi. But in the process, I don't know if it was their fault or mine, some technical issue, but it basically didn't transfer. It just created an entirely new podcast, like copy pasted my previous podcast, made another whole one. So you may have actually noticed in the podcast um, store that there are actually two almost identical Free With Breed podcasts. One just has way more episodes and that's the copy paste basically. And what it did is kind of cannibalized my downloads, like one took a it kind of like split between the two so some people are actually still listening to the old one and I don't want to delete the old one because it has all the reviews and the new one doesn't have reviews anyway the point is it's just kind of like ruined my stats my analytics for my podcast which is really demoralized and frustrating because podcasting for me at least takes a lot of time and effort to like think of the podcast episode to plan it out to speak it out to edit it to upload it to create assets to share about on social media to get out there so I kind of pressed pause for a while but now I'm back because I have someone helping me with editing the podcast so I figured you know what I've had quite a few people message me in this MIA period asking for it to come back and I know that the people who do listen to it get a lot of quality from it because I guess you guys like to listen to podcasts I love listening to podcasts and I know I myself it's one of my favorite forms of media so I figured you know what let's get it back now that I got some help and it takes a little bit less of my time so here we are we're back and hopefully we're going to be doing about an episode a week. So now that that is out the way, now that you've got the explanation, here we are. Let's get into this episode. So as I said, it's not going to be a normal episode about binge eating, food freedom, body image, any of that. It's just something crazy that happened to me last week. And I just feel this urge to share it with people, especially people born in female bodies, because it was an insane experience. I've had it before, actually even crazier. And I've spoken to a few people in my life about it and no one's really gone through it so I'm almost putting it out there this story to see if anyone else has had something similar and that you can message me or tell me that you've had it and just so I can know it's like not just me and maybe you guys you've had a diagnosis or you you figured out what it was that could be helpful for me as well I'll you'll understand what I mean in a second but first let me rewind to we're back in London so obviously maybe not obviously I'm now living in Barcelona so I've been here for a week so 
a week ago, I was in London. We were packing up our life and we had our four suitcases, our two backpacks. We were standing outside our flat in London waiting for an Uber and the Uber kind of got a bit lost and we we had to end up crossing the road with all of our luggage kind of in a bit of a rush, go to another road to get picked up over there by the driver. By the way, this is a little bit off topic, but I just thought this is like another crazy story to add in. And as we cross the road, we think that Luca, my boyfriend, left his small backpack on the floor because he was the one who was checking his phone for where the Uber is. And, you know, we we're a bit like frantic already from the day before, just like a lot of packing and stressing. So we think he left it there. We got, we packed our stuff into the Uber. We drove for about a minute and then he was like, fuck where's my where's my backpack and I thought he meant like bigger back like a big camping backpack that he had as one of his luggage I was like oh it's in the boot he's like no 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 and he like got out of the car in the middle of the road and he was searching he's like no my small green backpack and we were like searching we all got out of the car the driver we were all searching everywhere he sprinted back to where we got picked up and it was gone like in a matter of maximum three minutes the backpack was gone Meanwhile, I'm back with the driver in the middle of the road. We're searching the car. We end up being like, okay, let's drive back to where he is. And we start driving. And then I realize Luca had left the boot open. So we get out to close the boot. We drive back to where he is. We all search everywhere. We search back in the apartment. Maybe he just left it there in the first place. And it was nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And that backpack had like his two passports, all his ID cards, his laptop a bunch of euros cash that he was bringing to Barcelona, like so much stuff. And our flight was in three hours. So obviously we couldn't make the flight. We had no passport for him. And that was like a whole deal. We had to go to the police station, file a report because you need that to get an emergency passport, which we queued up for like three hours for the, the next day. And we got it. So that was all great. So that's to set the scene. Like we're already, we've already had this huge obstacle, super stressed. And now we're like, okay, round two. We're going to go to the airport. So that was two days later. It was like a noon flight. So we're going to the airport nice and early because there were all these stories in the news that there were like huge queues at the airports. Lots of flights were getting canceled because all the staff had COVID. So we got there super early. Also for context, that morning I got my period. So we're at the airport and also more context, by the way, this is super TMI, so I'm sorry, but it is a key part of this story. Maybe the day before it was, I had like mild diarrhea. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just from the Columbia trip, like some remnants of, I don't know, some some germ I had there. And so we go to the airport, chilling, relaxed, spending some time on our phones. And then about 20 minutes before our gate opened for boarding, I had this feeling, oh my God, I need to go to the toilet. I think I'm going to do another diarrhea. So I'm like, Luca, um, I quickly need to go. And he's like, oh no, come on, like be quick because we need to get to our gate. It's far away. I was like, okay, okay. So I rushed to the toilet. I do my poop. And I'm like sitting there texting him like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll be there in a second. And he's like, quick, can you please hurry up? And I was like, oh man, like I actually could stay here for a bit more and like do another round. Sorry, this is so TMI, but I swear it matters. And then I was like, no, 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 I have to get there. Like we cannot miss this second round of this like flight. So I rush back. I can see he's already like stressing. Like he's already got all the stuff ready packed and by the way this day we're also like extra stressed because we're so paranoid about losing anything on us we're like triple checking our pockets all the time it's like where's your passport where's your passport so there's just like this already this higher baseline of stress so I get to him and I tell him like oh my god you know I really feel like I could go to the toilet again and he's like no no we need to go so we get in this lift to go down and already in that lift I just started feeling like 
I think I think I remember this really weird sensation in my hip flexors. They just felt suddenly this ache, this really dull ache in my thighs and my hips. And then we go down, we're heading towards the gate and it really is far away, like five flat travelator escalator things in a row. We're rushing and during this rush, I just start to feel, first of all, yes, I need to go to the toilet again. But then more than that, I just start to feel these cramps beginning in my body. And I know it was not cramps in like my colon. I'm sure that was part of it, but it was mostly this feeling of like cramps in my uterus. So I was thinking, oh yeah, it's like my period. Oh yeah, actually 20 minutes before that, when we were chilling, sitting down, I had told Luca, oh man, I'm feeling period cramps. So yeah, they continue as we're rushing. And I think maybe just the rush of it all starts to like perhaps set this off even more, the stress. So the cramps are going and I'm literally groaning and moaning as we're rushing I'm just like oh my god like ah like this hurts he's ahead we're rushing and we get to the boarding queue and we start queuing up and suddenly I just have this feeling like I have to hold on to the pole beside me to hold myself up and I'm literally hunched over holding on to it for dear life the cramps are so intense and I then start to black out like half my eyesight is like starting to go black and I know this feeling because I've had it before it's like I'm about to faint and I'll explain what I mean by I've had this feeling before a little bit later but for now so like we're queuing up I feel this feeling okay I need to go to the toilet I'm also about to faint I'm blacking out I'm like Luke I can't do this he's like no 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 just like hold it in like act normal we'll be on the plane in a second you can go to the toilet there I'm like no no, no you don't understand I need to go now I cannot do this so we rush back out of the queue we rush to the disabled toilet that's about like 70 meters away and he comes in with me I'm like please please come in and I get on the toilet and I'm like doing another poo but I think this is just I, I really can't tell if the diarrhea was you know I don't know if you guys know but like when you have a period your body releases this chemical or hormone I don't know exactly called proglas proglas or something I'm probably butchering like the pronunciation of that but they basically are the things that help your uterus cramp to move the blood out but it also can affect other areas nearby such as your colon which is what explains why sometimes people have diarrhea when they have a period or just softer or more frequent poos so part of me is thinking oh maybe this diarrhea is actually related to these cramps like that's why I'm suddenly getting it right now when I'm also having these cramps but then another part is like oh but it was kind of the day before my period even came who knows really if it was related or not but anyway I'm sitting there in the disabled toilet going to the toilet again Luca's there like please come on like we have to go it's nearing the end of the boarding like we've got to go wrap this up and I'm just like oh, I can't like I I stopped needing the, the toilet but I'm sitting on the toilet like in immense pain in my uterus these intense waves of cramps and I'm feeling so weak, my entire body, my legs, I'm still feeling this feeling of gonna, I'm going to faint, I'm blacking out. I get off the toilet and I literally lie in fetal position on the floor of this toilet. And Luke is just like, come on, we've got to go. I'm like, no, you, you clearly like don't understand the level of pain I'm in right now. There was no part of me that felt like I could get up and actually get on this plane and sit on it for two and a half hours and then get off the plane, go to the luggage reclaim, get in a taxi, go to this apartment in Barcelona. Like no part of me felt that that was possible. I fully was intending to lie on that floor for the next several hours until this feeling went away. Like I was completely willing to sacrifice the flight, all of that. And Luca was like, no, 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 we've got to go. And I was like, no, I cannot do this. He convinces me to try again. So we get up, 
we try to go to the plane and I can't even make it back to the queue. I have to rush back to the toilet in this rush. Like I'm, I'm becoming so in pain that I have like no regard for anyone else. Like I literally like barged past strangers and I was literally like muttering under my breath, like move the fuck out of the way. Like I was so desperately in pain while also having this stress of like, no, no, no. But like deep down, I was like, I have to, I have to sort this out within the next like few minutes because I have to get on this plane. Like I can't miss it. But then another part of me was like, I can't get on this plane. This is such a horrible feeling. So Luca's getting frantic at this point. He's like, come on, like they're, they're going to close the gate soon. I'm doing more poos on the toilet. I'm panicking at this time. Like both of our emotions are so heightened. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I can't do this. I'm not getting on this plane. I was literally saying, you've got to go tell them right now. Go without me. Put my luggage still through and like, you can pick that up and bring it in Barcelona. Like, I can't get this ticket. I'll get one later or tomorrow. And he was just like, no, no, no. They're not going to let me do that. Like, you've got to get on this plane. I can't do this alone. Please, you've got to come with me. And I just sense this like intense desperation or like need in his voice. His stress was stressing me out, but also pushing me to like somehow get on this plane. Inside, I was like, I've got to do this. I've got to just force this. Like, let me just get on this plane. So got back up off the toilet. He held like my arm, supported me as I got to the boarding queue. And by the way, actually, while I was in the toilet, every time I looked at myself in the mirror, so pale, like all the blood was gone from my face and my lips were the same color as my skin. Like I was completely, like all the blood was just draining from me, probably all going to my uterus that's cramping like crazy. Also for context, my normal periods are like, fortunately, very easy, super light, hardly have any cramps at all. They last like three or four days. So it's not like I'm, this is like a normal thing at all to have cramps for me. It's gone from like zero to a hundred in this moment. So we get to the boarding queue. I'm trying to act cool. I see this man just waiting at the boarding queue, not, uh, not a staff member, a passenger. I saw him looking at me. I saw like all sorts of people looking at me and Luca's like, just act cool, act cool. You know, just as we scan the boarding pass. Cause I was worried, he was probably worried as well that, you know, if someone looks like so ill that they won't let them on. So we go up to the boarding thing. Luca like is holding all my stuff. He passes the passport to her. I pull my mask down for her to see my face. And I like pulled together a half smile to kind of look normal. I feel like I saw the worry in her eyes, but anyway. We go through and you know how usually there's that queue getting onto the plane on that boardwalk, like the jetty, whatever it's called, to get onto the plane. So I'm like, I can't be standing in that queue. So between the boarding, the scanning pass and that queue onto the plane, there was a small set of stairs and I literally was lying on these stairs. My body is like draped over the stairs. People are, the last few people who are boarding are like walking past me and I'm just staring at like one point, just trying to calm my mind and body as much as I possibly can to get on this flight. I'm gonna pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, 
want to never binge again. Trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. I'm just staring at like one point, just trying to calm my mind and body as much as I possibly can to get on this flight. And Luca is standing kind of at the corner of where like he can see me, but he can also see the people trickling into the plane. So he's kind of making sure that they don't shut the plane door or anything. And then I start to realize like, okay, I've got to start to make my way slowly. Otherwise, like I can't rush there that fast. So I make my way to him and I kind of crouch down. And then I realize, fuck, I need to go to the toilet again. Like it's desperate. And I actually remember I was in such a desperate situation this is crazy but like I was like fuck it I've got a pad in like maybe I'll just let it out into my pants like I was I felt that incapable of getting to the toilet which was like 50 meters away I felt that hopeless and then so anyway I was like Luca you need to get me to that toilet right now like we need to barge past all those people who are queuing I mean, you, I need you to get me onto that, into that toilet right now. So we do it. We like barge past everyone. Everyone was like super chill. I, Cause they had all seen me lying on the stairs, basically looking like death. So they're all like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I was just like, I need the toilet. I need the toilet. <laughs> and I get onto the toilet. Luca's waiting outside with like the stewardesses staying there instead of going to the seat. I do another diarrhea and I finish. And then I'm just literally like sitting on the toilet, but leaning on the sink wanting to almost just go to sleep like sleep away this these this cramping pain and I'm like oh, I wish we could just take off while I'm in this toilet like I don't know if I can make it to our seat which is like 26b at the end of the plane like, I don't know if I can make it and then I start to hear I, I think I heard the airplane door close I heard the security announcement start to go so I was like okay, okay I'm gonna have to pull my shit together right now and get there before someone starts knocking on this door. So I get myself together, I get out, and I make a beeline straight to my seat. Like I hardly even, I don't even look at the stewardesses. I assume Luca's already showed them like my boarding pass, my everything. And I dart to my seat. I don't take a second to do anything but basically crash onto it. Luca was in front of me, so I'm almost just like pushing him. Can you just hurry up sit down get into the middle seat so I can take this aisle seat and lie on your lap like he had told me before like that was the plan we're gonna get you onto this plane and you're gonna lie down for the whole flight and it's gonna be fine so we did that and I lay down and um thank god I didn't have the need to go to the toilet for the rest of the flight but the cramps were so intense and I started just noticing it was just these waves of like medium cramps to huge intense ones medium ones huge intense ones and I was doing everything in my power to like let that just like ride the waves of it but basically like every time it was at the high I was like in excruciating pain but I was like you know what in a, a few seconds it's gonna go down again it's gonna be okay and it's gonna go away like I know it's gonna end at some point 
the funny thing is I actually in the last several years of my life have got increasingly more anxious about flying I just had like this one really terrible terrifying flight back when I was 18 and slowly since then it's just like I've gotten more anxious about flying and it was particularly bad when I was flying to and from Colombia as well so usually I'm a bit anxious about it and uh but me being in this painful situation lying on his lap I had zero flight anxiety I even remember thinking like I don't fucking care if we have turbulence if we I literally even thought like I don't even fucking care if we're crashing like this pain is so bad at least it would end my pain that's how desperate I was and so I'm just lying there trying to deal with it the waves of pain are going up and down I was even thinking if this is anything like giving birth I don't think I can do it like I can't do this for many many more hours thankfully the people working on the plane were super understanding like I was worried that they'd make me sit up for, for takeoff, but they were totally fine with me lying on his lap. And anytime Luca would be like, are you okay? Do you need anything? I was just so fed up with the pain. Like I, I was so rude. I was just like literally with my hand just swatting him away, like not even speaking. <laughs> it was so bad. We laughed about it later. But in the moment, I was just like, I just don't care about anyone or anything in this moment. Over the next hour, I'd say the, the cramps still went for another hour. And then finally it slowed down and it kind of stopped. And at, at that point I was fine. I was sitting up then. I think I napped for a while and that really, I feel like that helped as well. And then, so I was fine by the end and the rest of the day I was just quite fatigued, but I was always fearing that there was going to be another huge wave, like another hour or two of this thing that would happen because that has happened in the past before when this happened one other time, which I'll tell in a second. Oh yeah. And by the way, this whole time as well, I was oscillating between like sweating all over and then I started shivering as well. So it was just a full body intense experience. So yeah, let me just tell you about the time that, that this has happened before. So when this has happened now on the plane, I recognized that like as soon as I got to that first queuing up situation and I was hunched over and I was seeing everything black out and I was starting to notice the cramps, I was like, fuck this is this thing again. Like this happened three years ago. I can't believe this is happening right now when I'm about to get on a plane like that. I've already, we already missed one two days ago. Like this is our second chance. We've got to get on. So I knew what was happening. And so what happened three years ago, it was the first time this ever happened. I'd never had period cramps in my life. Same thing happened again. I woke up in the morning and I'd got my period. I was commuting to a data science boot camp I was doing, like a three month thing. So I was on the tube in London. And we were approaching Sloan Square Station and I was standing up holding a bar facing the people sitting down and literally from zero to 100 feeling totally fine. And then suddenly I was on the verge of fainting, blacking out. I had to ask the person in front of me like, oh, please, can I take your seat? I'm about to faint. So this guy gets up. Of course, of course, he gets up. I take the seat and I'm trying to like relax and you know, breathe away this like feeling, but nothing was working. And it was, I was still blacking out while sitting down. And I asked him, I was like, please, can you, oh no, I asked the person beside me, please, can you help me get off at the next station? I'm about to faint. So this other man was like, yes, yes, of course. So I was literally gripping onto his arm as he escorts me off the train at Sloan Square Station. And I say, please, can you go get help from the train, the station manager or conductor or whatever they're called? 
I sit down, I'm lying down on the platform. He goes off to get help. This other woman comes up to me and she's asking me, are you okay? She offers me water. It was like so sweet. And the guy comes back with the train office manager. He checks how I am. And I say, please, I, I think I need to get an ambulance. I had no idea what was going on. He brings me up to the, their office. I go into their office, which is kind of cool, <laughs> going into this like behind the scenes area of the train station. And I'm sitting down, but it's it was such intense cramps, the pain. I was in fetal position on his floor for about an hour. He went off to go get an ambulance and then he was just gone for a while. So I was just in this office on the floor. I texted Luca, please come to Sloan Square Station. He hadn't started his commute yet. Um, so he was like rushing on the train to get to me. He finally got to me. The ambulance never came. It was taking so long. We were like, fuck it. Tell them to cancel the ambulance. And by the way, the, tr the nearest hospital was a five minute cab right away. So we were like, fuck it. Like, we don't need to do that. Let's get an Uber quickly to the hospital. Get there to the emergency section. I'm like in crippling pain. Of course, they don't really like take it too seriously. They're like, okay, just wait. Like someone will be with you. We're waiting for like 20 minutes. I'm groaning in pain on the floor of the emergency section. Everyone else was just like chilling there, sitting, like looking at their phones. And I'm like moaning on the floor. So I'm like, Luca, please, please like go up and tell them. It's like, we need something. And he goes up and finally they get someone to come see me and they take some vitals. They check like, what, was my blood sugar low? Like what's going on? And they do a blood test. They do all these things. And then they say, okay, go back to the waiting room. We'll be back with you in a bit. And I'm at that, at that time when they did that check, my wave of cramps had stopped. So I was fine. Go back to the waiting room. And then my second, second maybe it was my third or second wave began again. I had to go to the toilet. I had to do a poo just like this last time too. And I was again, just like on the floor of the waiting room going through this another, another wave of it. And that's why I was worried this time on the airplane that there would be another wave beginning because it happened in the past where it was like several of these like hour long waves. And we're like waiting in the waiting room. The wave stops, we're still waiting. And I'm Googling, what the fuck is this? Like, what are these symptoms? And the two main things that came up were a cyst burst on your ovaries, in your ovaries, whatever, or a miscarriage or like, yeah, eptopic pregnancy, miscarriage or something. And I was just thinking like, I can't believe they didn't do any urine or like pregnancy test. They did ask me like, do you think you could be pregnant? I said no, but they didn't do any tests, which I thought was crazy because my symptoms like really matched having a miscarriage. Maybe I don't know, like maybe they can do that test through another means because they did do a blood test. So maybe they could do it through, through there. So I just couldn't figure out what was going on. Eventually the doctor brought me in and it was just like the most like invalidating gaslighting experience ever. He was just like, oh, so we just think the blood test came back and you have a stomach virus. So yeah, it'll just like pass and we'll give you, give you some medication to help you with your sore tummy for the day, but it'll be fine. And I was just like, I was so shocked and I think just tired from the situation that I didn't really say anything back, but I wish I did. I wish I was just like, this is not in my stomach. Like this is my uterus. I know the feeling of a cramp in your uterus. Like it's obviously so different. And he was even like feeling my stomach area. Oh, does it hurt here? And I wish I was just like, no, it's lower down. That's where it is. So I went home and I didn't have another wave and I ended up going to a gynecologist uh, the next day or so. 
and he tested for a cyst rupture and he said there were no signs of it and we did uh, no signs of like a miscarriage or anything so he really didn't even have an answer either and he was like if I had to put a guess I would say that maybe there was some blockage in your uterus or in like the canal coming out so the blood couldn't come out and so your uterus did this like intense like overcompensating cramps to unblock it and get all the blood out for your period that's all he had for me so I don't even know I, I don't know if that was true or not because in general as I said like my periods are very light so I just can't imagine that like on day one there's ever even that much blood being blocked from coming out so yeah didn't really have an answer there and I actually had this experience one year later in a more mild form like went to the toilet one morning, almost blacked out, just lay in bed and it was kind of fine. I didn't have the huge cramps. But yeah, then the other week, last week was the second worst time. So the first time was definitely more intense. This time was obviously super intense as well. But I haven't gone to the doctor about it. I'm kind of assuming that it'll just, anyway, it's kind of too late, but I'm assuming there won't be much of an answer. And that's why I'm here kind of sharing this story. I think one, I just had this urge to just share it. I don't know why, because it's just such a crazy story and I'm also then wondering if anyone else here has had anything like that or known anyone to have anything like this and if they got any answers about it. I do have this kind of fear that it might be like the beginnings of endometriosis, I don't know. I haven't googled about it because I'm always like too scared to google about it but yeah please message me on Instagram at freewithbreed if you've ever had or known anyone to have something like this and like if they found any answers to it. That's the story. And uh, other than that, guys, Barcelona's going pretty well. Got here, recovered from the fatigue of that incident and just exploring the place on the hunt for a flat. Everything's going good. I'll definitely keep you updated on Instagram. So watch out on like the stories for any updates about Barcelona. And that's it for this episode. I'm going to be back hopefully weekly with more episodes. So please also message me any topics that you want me to cover, any questions, even the smallest thing I'll answer here on the podcast. So thank you for tuning in and listening to this intense, crazy TMI story. Hopefully I'll see you guys next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.